Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses, a gym, online nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no-nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. Well, hello there, family, friends, and strangers who are joining us today on the Monday Matters podcast. I'm Holly Cochran, and I am your host today. And I just wanted to make a shout out to the ever-adaptable Caitlin, who is my everything person, my social media person, and my podcasting, and my keeping me organized person, because she has just been rolling with it and going with the flow And honestly, I just, whatever I throw at her at the last minute, she figures something out. So I needed to make that shout out because she was starting to get annoyed that I was telling everybody how in trouble I get by doing my last minute podcast changes and directions because she's actually never once been mad at me for doing any of those things. It's just my guilt that I put on myself for doing it that way, knowing how annoying it must be. So that's my first, uh, task at hand today on my podcast is to make a shout out to the ever adaptable Caitlin who has no idea what I'm publishing on Monday for a podcast until I let her know sometimes 24 hours ahead of time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Today's podcast is once again, something that I've been talking about all week this past week. So I just wanted to bring it to the attention of my listening audience. And it is about why we do the challenges that we do at the gym. If you are not a member of K2 Cross Training, then you don't understand what I'm talking about. So let me just back it up and explain for just a second. Since at least, well, it was before COVID for sure, we were doing challenges at the gym and they were kind of sporadic and periodic. And every once in a while I do a challenge, like a rowing challenge or whatever, just a little bit of extra work uh, for people to do in the gym And sometimes, you know, I draw for prizes. Sometimes I wouldn't. It's very, very informal. People are not getting rich off winning the challenges. I promise you that. But it wasn't until during COVID when we did Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies Quiz. So I had done it before and I knew what I was. If you haven't done Gretchen Rubin's The Four Tendencies Quiz, I suggest you do it. It tells you a little bit about yourself and how you are motivated and get things done. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes so it's easy for you to find the quiz. But if you want to go and do the quiz, if you've never done it before, I suggest you do. I had the gym members do the Gretchen Rubin quiz just as a way to be engaged during COVID and then let me know what they were, if they were an obliger, an upholder, or questioner. And it was amazing how many of the gym members were obligers. And it shouldn't be amazing because 80, the statistics are that 80% of the population answers the questions in, uh, and identifies themselves as obligers. Okay, good to know. One of the other things is I was doing some research about these four tendencies so I could better understand the people that I serve and how they best respond to things is obligers enjoy a challenge. 
like the kind of challenge where you get to check the box and have the little, you know, accountability. They like to be held accountable and they like to perform based on the reward of that accountability. And so obligers enjoy doing challenges. I realized, okay, most of the people in my gym enjoy being held accountable for something. That's interesting to me and let's work with it. So ever since then, I have been trying to creatively come up with gym challenges. And sometimes I branch them out outside of K2 members. Sometimes I make my K2 members include somebody outside of the gym. Sometimes it's just simply a movement like run, run all month, Forrest, see how far you can run. And sometimes it's a lot more intricate than that. So these gym challenges are just another way for us to be accountable to ourselves and to each other. Another way for us to develop community within the gym, because it's always nice to have somebody to be doing these things with. This past month uh, was June and June is my birthday month. And so we did a birthday bingo. We're going to be doing that one again. Maybe I'll change the movements up or something, but I like the birthday bingo in June. Um, I'm 46 this year. So the repetition scheme was 46. It was just a fun thing for people to do. And then the prizes are awarded based on bingo lines. Easy to, easy to count, easy to give prizes for. And this month I'm giving out Caitlin's kitchen cinnamon buns and black bean brownie, or no, that's not it. That's what I just made in my own kitchen. Um, what else am I giving out? Oh, snickerdoodles. I think anyway, I'm ordering from Caitlin for the prizes for the June challenge. But I've been talking up my July challenge to nutrition clients that I have that are not members of K2 because I think sometimes that accountability piece or that even if it's just to yourself, like I'm going to put it out there to the universe so that the universe hears me and then I will do a better job of holding myself accountable because I think sometimes a lot of people will say to themselves, I want to do X, Y, and Z. But if they don't tell anybody and they don't get X, Y, and Z done, there's really no loss in that, right? Nobody knew they were trying to do it. So the fact that they didn't do it does not equate failure. The other side of that is if they wanted to do X, Y, and Z, and they didn't get X, Y, and Z done. They didn't get what they wanted. So when you put it out to the universe, I want to do this. So support me, help me, hold me accountable, watch me, let me know that you're here for me. If you put it out there, you will be much more successful at getting what you want. So the July challenge is for my gold diggers. For the people who are wanting to stay accountable and wanting to get their goals accomplished in the month of July, and they're wanting to um, succeed, and they want it so bad, they're going to put it out there for the universe so that they are accountable to themselves and they have somebody else supporting them and keeping track for them. Not keeping track for them. Like, I don't, I'm not in charge of keeping track for anybody. But just saying, like, how you doing? Did you get through the first week? How are you doing? Are you going to be any extra challenges happening in the second week? What do you need? So while I was designing the July challenge, and, and just so you know, all of these challenges are built on a run or a spin bike. 
usually, or a walk or something. I am most creative when I am moving my body. So when it's getting close to the end of the month and I still don't know what we're doing for the next month's challenge, I force myself to put on my runners and go out for a run. I don't know what it is about those endorphins that get me creative, but I always figure out what the next challenge is while I'm moving my body. It's not very conducive for me to be making notes at the time. And so I need to get in the house and write it down right away before I forget how awesome my creative ideas are because that's happened before too. But um, anyway, total sidebar. Who cares how I make up these challenges? Sometimes I just look on the internet and steal one if I have not had the creative juices flowing. But for this July challenge, what I did was I started looking through people's um, check-in forms, the forms that my clients submit to me every single week in between our check-ins. And one of the questions is, do you foresee any upcoming challenges? And a lot of people wrote that their challenge was going to be that they were away or that they were going camping or that they would be with family and friends and that those were challenges to them for their goals. And I wanted to say, you know, why does camping have to be a challenge? Why can't it just be part of what we do in life? Why does, why do our social, why does wedding season have to be a challenge? It's not like wedding season's ever going away. You're probably going to be invited to a wedding every year until you start getting invited to all the baby showers. Like it's not that you're going to be able to avoid it. So embracing it as something that's not a challenge is probably the best and smartest move you can make. So I decided let's design something for people who want to achieve some goals in health goals in the month of July, in spite of the fact that they're camping and going to parties and wedding season and all the rest of it. Can they work this into their goals? So what do people usually tell me throw them off track? Um, things like alcohol definitely. And I've done a whole podcast on alcohol, so I'm not going into that. But it's definitely one of the ones that I hear about people accidentally going overboard. I'm using my fingers for air quotes when I say the word accidentally going overboard when it comes to alcohol. It's not that I don't understand how it can happen, but I just don't know that it needs to happen, especially when you go into the night or go into the function thinking, I'm actually in charge of me. So it's a bit of a mindset thing. The July challenge that I'm posing to anybody who is interested in joining is to establish a number. And for you, for the people out there that do not drink alcohol ever, this is going to be a very easy part of the challenge. But for those of us who are interested in having the odd beverage this summer, but not so many that you have to calculate the calories and it consumes more than two or three days worth of your daily caloric intake. You don't want that to happen. You want to calculate, you want to not calculate, you want to come up with a number of drinks that you are comfortable having in a week. That's the number you're going to write down on your July challenge. So let's say you're planning on having five drinks every week in July. Okay. And we'll take hundred, let's go conservative, a hundred calories 
per drink. You're now having 500 calories in a week in alcohol. That can be worked into your goals. You can work that in. You can have a little bit portioned less throughout the day. Like if you're wanting to sort of in your mind, even if you're not tracking, this is not for people who are tracking and they're going to set up their fitness pal and their macros. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about if you're going to be a little bit mindful of the fact that 500 calories in a day are going to be going to, or I'm sorry, in a week are going towards alcohol. You just might want to say no to a couple of other things throughout the week so that at the end, it all balances out and it isn't throwing you off of your goals. Okay. If you say you're going to have 10 drinks in a week, which is not unusual because when I first started calculating, I'm like, okay, well, for the three weeks, our friends are staying next door. We usually have one drink in the afternoon on the boat, usually for sure one or two drinks in the evening. So if that's three drinks and they're here for 11 days and I'm like, oh my God, that's like four days worth of eating. I shouldn't be doing this summer (laughs) just in booze. So like if it's this blowing shock to me, I know it's not in the forefront of most people's minds. So that's why I came up with this for the July challenge. So the first line on the challenge is to choose how many drinks you're going to have per week in July. You get to reset every single week. So go for it for the first week and you can go under that number. So if you pick seven, a drink a day, and you only end up having five drinks that week, perfect. You get the check mark, but you can't go over. So if you pick seven as your number and you don't do seven, you do 10, then you don't get that check for the week. Okay. So that's the beginning of the challenges, the alcoholic beverages, and you put it out there for the universe and you give it to us for the support. So you fill out the form twice, once for you and wants to stay at the gym or to be sent to me if you aren't at the gym and you're doing this virtually, send me the bottom half and we'll help you to make sure every week you are sticking to the goals that you have. The other thing people tell me that they do a lot more in the summer is they have like pizza or takeout. Now, not my hockey players because they do a lot of takeout and stuff during the, or not just hockey players, but the people that are busy with sports have to eat out a lot during the winter. But in the summertime, the visits on the deck and the meeting friends for um, drinks and things like that, there's a lot more socializing that's going on. And so include that in the next part of this challenge. How many times are you going to eat out per week this summer? You can go under, but you can't go over. So in the summertime, it's my anniversary. I like to go out for supper and for my anniversary. And um, we always like to do a night of sushi with our friends. So that's another takeout meal. So I'm going to make sure I include at least one a week. I might go under that, but I want to make sure I include one a week so I can be held accountable to that. But um, I don't want to put, you know, five or six on there in a week. That's probably too many. So just pick, and I put on here that takeout beverages, except for black coffee, that's the only one that doesn't really matter, but like the Tim Hortons ice caps, anything with the word syrup in it, that counts as a takeout. 
even if you do it in the drive-thru and you never get out of your car, that counts. So that's where I had to think, okay, I really like like an ice cap with Kata once in a while during the summer. Should I be putting that in? Like I was seriously calculating how to keep living life without being all willy-nilly and just doing whatever I wanted, but having kind of a thoughtful month. Because if I don't have a thoughtful July, I end up having to um, balance that out, if that's the right word, come September. It's like, okay, summer's over. Now we're back into like detoxing from all of the things. I'm going to try to avoid that this year. The other thing that I um, like to be accountable for, for sure, is my kilometers per week walk or run. So if I don't do that in the challenge, I don't, I don't really love running. So every month that it's not 40 below out, I try to include some kilometers because it's what gets me moving. If there isn't a challenge for me to be having to check the box, I could pretend I never needed to have a run ever, but it's good for me. I know it's good for me. I don't want to not be able to be a runner. And so it's in the challenge because I need it in the challenge. And I think other people sometimes do as well. And because this month we get to decide what the kilometers are, I'm hoping people will put something that challenges them. So last month it was 46 miles and we all had to do it. So like some of my gym members who are running five and 10 K every weekend, that's, that's like a no brainer. It's easy peasy. Not for me, not easy peasy at all. I'm going to not pick 46 miles for the month of July. That was more than I cared to do. But I'm going to pick something that challenges me. So I'm personally picking 10 kilometers. It's not in miles in July, it's in kilometers. And I'm picking 10. That means I need to either run two every day that I'm at the gym. And if I don't want to run every single morning for two kilometers, then I'm going to need to do some makeup time over the weekend, which is okay too. Like sometimes I like to go for three or four kilometers, five kilometers on a Saturday or a Sunday, and then not run every single day during the week. That will be fine. However, I want to balance it out. And maybe if you, it's a stretch for you to do a kilometer a day and you still want to rest day in there, maybe you're going to put five kilometers in a week out of seven. And that's challenging you to get your body moving and not slack off and let it not happen at all. So kilometers ran burpees. Now, I know not everybody likes burpees, but I promise you they do so much for your body. If you, you don't need to overdo it, you don't need to do thousands of burpees, but getting up off the floor is a skill you should not lose. So if you get down on the ground and it's a struggle for you to get up, you can improve on that. You need to work on that. And I suggest you start with a modified burpee and just get stronger and then slowly get yourself down onto the ground and back up. That's basically what a burpee is. And it's a really good skill to hold on to. So I haven't picked my burpee number yet, but I'm thinking it's going to be more than a hundred, but less than two in a week. Because I can do that. I can easily do 50 in a day. That doesn't, and not everybody does, but we've done that challenge at the gym before and it didn't, it didn't like overtax or anything like that. And same with push-ups and squats. I'm probably going to pick around two or 300 in a week, 
because I can do them anywhere. The whole point of this challenge is I don't have to be at the gym to do any of them. There's no rowing. There's no assault bike. There's no wall balls. You can take this camping with you. You can do a push up off a picnic table and squat down to a small little tree stump if you need to, but you do not need to be at the gym to do this challenge. So I'm going to make sure I pick things that I can do, you know, from home if I'm home all day. But move my body just a little bit and they can be split up. They do not need to happen all in a row. The other thing that happens in the summertime that's really important for your health is drink the water. Please drink the water. I I had a visit with a person last week who has been prescribed a whole bunch of medications and not once did the doctor ask, how much water do you drink? And I'm like, oh, please give me three months of regular water intake because they were drinking about eight to 10 ounces in a day. And I'm like, okay, you need about 64 to 70 ounces in a day for your size. Please increase your water. And in three months, let's revisit some of these medications. Like, honestly, I think she's dehydrated. Anyway, another tangent off to the side. We don't need to talk about that, but we need to drink your water. So half your body weight in ounces of water is a really, really rough estimate, but it gives you a bit of a marking or like a little bit of a guide. So take your body weight, divide it by two. That many ounces in water should be your target. And I try to get people to front load the water so that it's earlier and earlier in the day. Like as soon as you get up, you have water. If you're going for a workout, you drink some more water during the workout. Then right after the workout, you drink some more water. Get that water into you early so that it's not affecting sleep at the other end of the day. Do not look at your, you know, water intake app or whatever you're doing to sort of track this at six o'clock PM and realize you still have 30 ounces of water to drink and then pound that before bed. That doesn't necessarily serve you as well as if it was drank throughout the hot day. So drink your water. And then the last one, um, is your workout session. Now, when I say a workout session, it does not have to be at K2, but it has to be something purposeful. Okay. So if you are a gym member, you will call it your, how many times you come to the gym a week, each week, minimum. If you're not a gym member, it's going to be how often are you going to do a purposeful kind of workout? And if you don't have one to do, let me know. We did a whole series of at-home workouts for December. I will repost them as the at-home workout sessions for July that you can do from anywhere with very, very minimal, if no equipment at all. It's important to do these strength-based sessions. Um, And I just read on on the July challenge, I printed one off so I could make this podcast. And Caitlin has put on there that stumbling around with a bevy does not constitute a workout. So just a side note, if you are going to do, (laughs) if you were going to do the drunken stagger and check that box as one of your workouts, it's all right there, right there in the challenge rules. That does not count. So that's not going to fly. But um, I know people always say, I don't want to fall off the wagon in in the summer. I want to keep coming to the gym. Or maybe I'll start coming in the morning in the summer because we get so busy at night and then I don't see them for the whole month. That's okay. You don't have to come into the building, but don't come back in a month or two and say, 
oh, I gained five pounds and I'm getting out of shape. Yes, yes, that's what's going to happen if you don't keep up. If your body's used to working out three times a week and you completely stop working out, that's what's, that's the consequence that's going to happen there. You can have rest days. You don't need to overtrain. Your body does a lot just to stay cool in the summer. I'm not saying we need to be super, super intense and crazy, but accountable and mindful. And sometimes these challenges are just the right little piece of motivation for you to grab a friend and say, okay, let's do this together. What are you going to put down here? It doesn't have to be the same. Don't have to pick the same in number of beverages or ice caps or burpees. But what are you going to pick? What am I going to pick? And can you help kick my butt to make sure that I feel awesome at the end of each week in July? There's just something about being able to maintain these habits or develop them. Like if you've been at the grind of running around with kids and school and back into sports and all the things and commuting, and you might actually have some downtime in the month of July and some time to work on you. Imagine if part of that work that you were doing was for the benefit of your health. That would be so awesome. And you would go into the next month stronger, happier version of yourself. So regardless of whether or not you think July is going to be busy and you need to be accountable so that you don't lose track of your health, or July is going to be a little bit calmer and you want to start up in your ante when it comes to looking after your health, one way or the other, the July challenge might be just for you. Now, if you are listening to this podcast and it's already halfway through July, you have not missed out on the opportunity. All of this stuff is either all of these challenge, like the challenge notes and the, the challenge sheet that you fill out is at the bottom of these show notes. So if you are listening to this someday in October and you think, man, I would have liked to have done that challenge. I'm sorry I missed it. No, you can write whatever month you want on the top of this challenge. You can put any week you want as week one and just do it. Find yourself an accountability friend, if it's not me, and say, let's do this. Let's just decide right now what we're going to be happy with for ourselves and hold ourselves to it. There will be no more accidental, um, you know, six or seven lazy days strung together. You said you were doing you know, 10 kilometers in a week, which means you better get moving and get something done each day. And the reason I'm liking the July challenge versus some of the ones where I determined 46 miles and 46 wall balls and all the rest of it is this is an indication for you to actually say out loud to yourself, this is what I want. This isn't what Holly wants. This isn't, you know, that that reach that somebody else has imposed on you. This is what do you want? How many burpees do you want to try to achieve? And how many times do you want to eat out versus get talked into eating out? So anyway, I'm going to wrap it up here because I think you get the drift of what the July's challenge looks like and why we love to do them at the gym. Um, Not everybody finishes all of the time, but 
People work at it till the end of the month. I love watching people, you know, show up on a Saturday to finish off their challenge and all that kind of stuff. And the people doing the challenges, they're not overtraining. They're they're figuring out, you know, what can I handle and how do I help to stay motivated and focused? So if you've never done a challenge, a K2 before, let this be one of the first ones because it will be fantastic. You do not need to be part of my gym to do it. Everything will be up on my Instagram page and Facebook page. You can print it off if you want yourself, or you can just write it out onto another piece of paper. There's only a few things that we are keeping track of every week. If you are not in the gym, if you want to take a screenshot of your, of your paper and let me know how you're doing, that would be fantastic. And, um, I don't know what the prizes are going to be for people who do everything each week successfully, but I will come up with something as I always do. All right. I hope you guys have a fantastic month in July. I will be back here next week on the podcast to talk about something else that comes into my heart somewhere closer to the end of the week. And I hope you all have a fantastic Monday. Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listen to or want more information, reach out and send her a message at K2 Thriving Motherhood on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners and responds to each one personally. See you next time.